All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. Happy Monday morning to you. Hope you're having a good one. Hope it was a good weekend. There was no reason that it shouldn't have been. Man, that was that was fun. That was fun. We'll dive into that. The Ole Miss Rebels headed to the College World Series. Who saw that coming? Ah, man, a month ago, maybe two months ago. I'm not sure exactly you know, where the season turned. I, I'd have to go back to the schedule to get exactly what were at one point seven and fourteen in the league. It wasn't wasn't that it? Seven and fourteen. So you're looking at nine games to go in your SEC schedule, and uh, Man, just nothing was going right. Just nothing going right. And we're having these conversations of of Mike Bianco's future at Ole Miss and and what what every win means. Hey, do you have to get do you have to go deep in the SEC tournament? Do you have to get to a regional? Do you have to win a regional? Do you have to win a super regional? You go from that. This is so it's so crazy. You go from that, the extremes on this stuff with fans. You go from that to let me tell you something now. Um, not to make Mike the the main topic of this because a lot of the credit sh- sure goes to him, but also you give it to the players. Um, but I believe now he just he won himself an opportunity to finish this program out. Let me let me say this too before we really dive deep into this. I'm not going to be a heavy recruiting podcast today just because they won they won yesterday so we need to devote it to to what just happened on the baseball field and then tomorrow we can kick up with some more recruiting there's plenty to talk about there but uh let's spend those 15 minutes today on the baseball what what that win means right mike will be the coach at Ole miss as long as he wants to be the coach at Ole miss and and i'm happy for that happy for him Look, there's three options here if you looked at this a month ago. It doesn't have to be a dig-your-heels-in kind of a thing of, uh, hey, he's either awesome or terrible. It doesn't have to be one or the other. There's a third option there. Even for people that were a little disgruntled, that didn't think they were getting to Omaha enough, there's a third option there. Let's say that over the course of you know 20 years, they, they haven't gotten to Omaha as as much as you like and you know how baseball is it's just it's so weird they have gotten bad breaks and then at some point the bad breaks just in of themselves become an obstacle because when you start thinking about those things it gets it gets hard you know i was looking at looking i'll give i want to give a little credit here to i think he's with the clarion ledger uh, nick sus had tweeted out something along the lines of he brought up the one and eight record in games to go to Omaha and some of the demons of past teams and you know some of the circumstances and things that have happened not to to get there enough. And I think the tweet said something along the lines of, and then also why this team doesn't give a crap. At some point, those things they keep being brought up, they become obstacles themselves. You know, it's just and baseball's hard to play like that. When you're looking over your shoulder in baseball, it is in my opinion, the hardest sport to play when you have something like that chasing you and something bad happens. It's, ah, here we, here we go again. 
but they didn't did they look like that yesterday no <laughs> no did they play like that did not swing the bats like that did not pitch like that and the third option here would be a program that look it is a national program that mike has built there they have had some bad breaks along the way here uh, the last 20 years and that's fair to say because the baseball there's yeah, you can make your own breaks, but baseball is a sport where the balances matter a great deal. You know, you, a pitch misses here, you get a call here. You know, you hit the foul line or the ball is foul six inches. I mean, all those things matter. And maybe there's a third option here. Do you remember when, and I said I wasn't going to make this about Mike, but we really need to start off with that because to me that's, honestly, to me, that's the biggest story that came out of yesterday though I know he would deflect that away and all the credit to him for, for doing things like that. Do you remember when Tom Osborne was the head coach at Nebraska and that football program for the life of it, they just could not get over the hump. They just, they could not do it. And that tag was, was stuck on him for, for the longest time for his entire career until the very end. And I'm going to pull it up real quick. That's just top of my head. I don't want to butcher this. And then at the very end, they're able to get over the hump. And once they get over the hump, they started winning those big games when it mattered. Um, at the very end, they finished. I'm looking at Tom Osborne's career here. From 1973 to 1993, we're talking 21 years, 21 seasons. I'm looking at the rankings. There is not a number one by the national ranking on any of those seasons. I see here's early in his career. There's a nine, there's a seven, 10, eight, seven, seven, nine. In the mid eighties, here's a three, two, three, you know, back to back to back years. Then you skip a year and there's a four and a six. I mean, they were up there every year. Then as late as 93, here's another third place ranking in the coaches and the associated press. For 21 years, they could not win when it mattered. Could not get over the hump. And I don't know what happened. Don't don't have any idea what it was. Then in 94, they win it. They go undefeated, go to the Orange Bowl, 13-0, and number one in both polls. Well, once they did that in 95, they finished number one in both polls again. In 96, they have another good year, finished sixth. And then in 97, again, undefeated, number one in the coaches' poll. So they had a three out of four year run to end his career. That would be the optimal outcome here. A coach that has built a, a great program at Ole Miss. And look, that is the bell cow program. I know football drives the bus always, always will be. It's just the way it is. I had a quote a few years back and it was kind of taken out of context, you know, that we ran with a lot on our station and, uh, and our, our morning host, Bo, um, Bo Bounds and his producer on Blake had grabbed uh, some audio from me uh, that said it, it's not that hard to get to Omaha. And taken out of context, people would think that's that's craziness. Uh, of course, it's hard to get there. But under the context of what we were talking about that day, it's not that hard that, that one out of 20 years is okay. We were having that conversation. And also, of all the sports in Mississippi – the sport that we should we should compete on a national stage and have a chance to win a title. 
if we're going to be honest with ourselves, among the big three sports. And that's debatable. I mean, obviously, baseball is far from football. But just bear with me. The sport that we should compete in here is baseball. And that goes for Mississippi State. That goes for Ole Miss. Southern Miss as a group of five. Uh, they've built a a program that's not national yet. I don't think it's, it's not fair to say that. But they just had a number 11 seed. They win every year. They're in regionals every year. And they're close. They're just trying to get to the World Series somehow. Just can't get there. We can win in baseball here. There's not as much competition as in, in as there is in football in terms of football feels impossible. You know what I mean? It feels impossible to get there with Alabama sitting out there, with Georgia sitting out there. It does not feel like that is a realistic goal. Though you, you try every year to get there, uh, the odds are stacked against Ole Miss winning a national title in football. The opportunity is there in baseball. Not as many teams around the country compete hard at baseball. They don't put the money into it like the SEC does, like, like Ole Miss does, like a Mississippi State does. There's an opportunity there to compete on a national level and to win and to win big and to win a national title. State just did it. So that's what that quote means. The third option here, the best outcome would be that maybe a, a, a light has been switched on and that once you're finally getting over that hump and some of the demons are, are in the past and you don't start looking over your shoulder anymore, maybe you can go on a run. Now, that's 10 minutes on that, which I didn't want to go 10 minutes on that. Hunter Elliott yesterday, but I am happy for Mike that it worked out like it did, and he will end his career at Ole Miss like he deserves. And I, I'm very happy for him. He'll end his career there. He'll be there as long as he wants to be there. And like I said, hopefully they can go on a run here and do this more regularly. Hunter Elliott throws a gym yesterday. Um, that was a tough crowd at Southern Miss. That was a good baseball team. I don't want the narrative to become that Southern was overrated. That was a very good Southern Miss baseball team. And the fact that Ole Miss swung it against those arms, Tanner Hall can pitch. And uh, and Ole Miss just, they swung it. And they've done it for a month now. Uh, the lefty that came out of the pen, Dalton Rogers for him. Um, Dalton Rogers is, is about to be drafted fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round of the major league draft. Like, that's a big-time left-handed arm. They had guys. The game one starter. Um, Hurston, uh, man, I'm drawing a blank. Tal uh, is it Talbert? It doesn't matter. I'm drawing a blank now. That guy was a major league arm. And Ole Miss got to him. The bats are swinging it. What happened middle of the season, there was so much uncertainty with all these arms. They could not find the proper role for everybody. Once Deleuze had established himself as the Friday night guy, and look, that guy's not just a Friday night guy. He's been a big-time Friday night guy for half a year. Once that happened, Hunter Elliott gets comfortable in his role, and he's gotten better and better and better and better. That is the next big-time arm for this Ole Miss program. I, I told you guys early in the year, I saw it in high school last year when he was at Tupelo. He mowed down a Madison Central lineup that was just stacked with Division One players and big-time Division One players. Braden Montgomery hit a home run yesterday for Stanford. Hunter Hines has killed it for Mississippi State. And they had those guys up and down the lineup. And he just man, came out on the road and was lights out. 
and had composure about himself and did what he did yesterday. Mixed up four pitches, changed speeds, located pitches. Um, that's a game that people will remember for a long time for him. So I was happy for Hunter Hines that he was able to do that for Delucia, for Elko. How fitting is it that he catches the last out on a little pop-up? One of the all-time greats in that program. So, I mean, obviously you're happy for him. And then who doesn't love to get on Twitter or social media after a win like that? You know, I'm looking at a Brett Favre tweet. Congrats to Ole Miss. Well-deserved. Now go win one for the SIP. Kendall Rogers. Meanwhile, what a dominant performance by um, Ole Miss baseball in Hattiesburg. Just one game. Um, but that's pretty much the Ole Miss team we expected coming into the season. Pretty uh, pretty dang impressive. That's from uh, Kendall Rogers with, with D1 Baseball. And then you go up and down Twitter, and hey, everybody likes reading all the positive tweets. That's a good day. Omaha, that's a good day. There'll be a bunch of baseball shirts that are sold. So I was happy to see that yesterday. What are the chances in the College World Series? I mean, they they have a chance. Uh, this is the same situation that we've had for several weeks now. Nobody wanted Ole Miss in their regional. Nobody wanted to match up with them in a super. And now you're in a position to where, considering how they're playing, and let's be fair, though, everybody that gets to the College World Series, they're all playing well, right? I mean, everybody's on a roll. So every school out there in these last eight, they're going to roll into this thinking they have a chance. But but there's no doubt that Ole Miss is rolling and they're peaking at the right time. They have arms. Didn't even have to get to Brandon Johnson, but they have arms. They have a couple of big-time starters. Um, you're going to, to make a deep run, you have to have some of these role guys that didn't throw this weekend. They'll have to come out and be good. But the potential is there. If the bats keep swinging it, look, all of a sudden this team plays defense. For Remember early in the year when that was a problem. And somehow they fix that. And, you know, it's just like I said, that's like baseball, a team that's not a very good defensive team. You start feeling good about yourself, and then, bam, the gloves start working. I don't know if they did a major league, the movie kind of thing, if there's some poster or something in the locker room and they're peeling off a section, for those of you familiar with that movie, don't know what it was. If, if Joe Boo was in there, but something clicked with this team with about three weeks to go in, in the regular season. And they have carried that into the postseason, and they're going to carry it to Omaha. So hopefully a bunch of you get a chance to get up there. Jared um, Redding will be bringing you the coverage. It just I'm excited about it. I am. Like, that was a good day yesterday. And, yeah, I am one of those guys that's happy for the coach when it works out because Mike did take a lot of grief and he took it all year. And some of it is it was deserved and and was an issue, but I'm happy to see him put that stuff to bed. And those players in that team, happy to see them put that to bed. And uh, who knows what they can do from here. Hopefully they go on a run and we can enjoy what happens for the next couple of weeks. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the Rebels 247 podcast. Today I'm Chris Brooks. Part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Y'all have a great day, and I'll talk to you in the morning.